Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the toast and happy Wednesday. It is hump day, the greatest day of the week. Well, not the greatest because like it could be Saturday, but it's a pretty good one. It's hump day. Don't forget to hump someone you love. And speaking of girlies that I love and wouldn't mind gyrating on, it's Jax. Hey, Jax. How you doing? I'm darn good, excited that it's hump day, excited to get over this hump. Incredibly And to do it with my best friend, La Turd. McClurdia, Shaherdia, La Turdia. So, you know me, I'm actually a really good Spanish speaker, and I love that the translation of my new nickname, La Turd, means the turd, and that's really special to me, so thank you. And it's the feminine turd, La Turd. And you know me, I am a feminist. You are the feminine turd. So me. So you. I Don't I know you? Like every nickname, every LARP has a rhyme, has a reason. Every time I doubt you, you always prove me wrong. <laughs> I'm so glad I could do that for you. I'm so glad to be here with you doing another episode of The Toast. We have stories. The stories are storying, it's as so, the kids would say. It's so great when the stories do that, because they very rarely do. But this has kind of been like a busy kind of few weeks in pop culture landia, La Turdia. And it's great. It's made for some great episodes. I know there's a lot of drama going on with Madonna's biopic. I'm excited to talk about that, especially because we were literally just talking about how Madonna needs a movie like a week ago. Yeah. And we also in some recess of our mind knew Forgot. that there was a biopic in the works that, you know, Julia Fox was auditioning for Liz Gillies should have been getting the part Agreed. and Julia Garner had won the part. So we'll talk about that. Um, that breaking news, breaking extra, breaking. extra read all about it. Razzle hey. dazzle. Um, so other than that, it's just, you know, a typical Wednesday here at the toast. Um, yesterday we recorded a great Patreon episode, general Q&A with Jackson Claude, where we're just like opening up, I would say. No, we were kind of spilling some industry tea. We cleared up a few things, um, just kind of like business things that people have been wondering about. Um, you know, there was a lot of questions about what went down with Breaking Bread and we are divulging it all. There were also a lot of questions about what went down with our potential new TNN podcast with the the Scala sisters from Instagram. Everyone knows those girlies. We're spilling the tea. Yeah. It was yeah, good. It, the tea is hot. It was low key the like a juicy episode. Yeah. I mean, we're juicy girls, aren't we? Ain't that the truth? Look at these cheeks. Juicy. Juicy cheeks. Um, 
so yeah, we've got a great show. I didn't really do much yesterday. It was so busy. Just like podcast, podcast, caught podcast, meeting, 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 just like endless Literally. editing. We're getting, Literally. we're getting ready for our big extravaganza on Friday, which we haven't even spoken about. Um, so we have an episode every day this week, but our episode on Friday is going to be very different than... It has been pre-recorded by Latterd in Los Angeles. Is it, a, it is about like a 50, maybe 60 minute episode interview. It's not our standard episode. It is an, a full interview. It was supposed to be like an extra interview. Just like, you know, we do 20, maybe 30 minute interviews at the end when we do have people on, but I could not stop talking to this person. It was about an hour and I just figured, you know what? Let it have its own moment. It was that good. Yeah, so that will drop on Friday. Yeah, so we're just editing, you know, you know like being there's bloggers. There's a lot of hype, a lot of guesses as to who it is. I've seen some people guess it. Like, yeah. I'm not going not to no. tell a lie. No, me neither. I've seen some really good guesses, and I've seen some correct guesses. I've seen some wishful thinking guesses. I love that people, I'm like, we have such a good guest coming on. And they're like, Kylie, Elon. It's like so nice. Calm down. Um, it's nice you that, think like, I would not be there for Elon? Right, like, no, but you think like... We or could, Kylie. You think we could get those people? It's so nice when people like guess above our pay grade, you know? Yeah. But some people like are just like decide, they wake up one morning, they're like, I want to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. And then they turn to their assistant and they're like, what do you listen to? And then it's like, whatever that assistant listens to is what they're going to go on. It's so true. The power that celebrity assistants have <laughs> is not lost on me. And I actually know we have a, quite a few, even Friday's guest really only knew about the toast from his assistant who came. Right. So any celebrity assistants out there, just like wait until your celeb wakes up and asks like, what podcast should I go on? And please offer up the toast. It's so true. The power that lies within a celebrity assistant cannot be underestimated. But only if it's a celebrity you think we want on. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, no. Because we're really choosy. Yeah, no. And I feel like people ask me like all the time about um, like who's the best guest and who do you want to have? And I really can't stress enough how we're not an interview show. And I think there's so many interview shows out there that are so great. And if we get someone amazing, it's great. But I think a lot of people's like numbers depend on who the guest is going to be. And I really like that we have like this stable routine. I think people love an episode just as much when it's just us two. And it's not like an episode with a guest will get double the amount as a regular episode. Like we have a really strong base and I actually really like that I think it's good for business and it's just like it's a lot of pressure when you're an interview show like every single episode to like top the next one and keep getting people of that caliber I think it could be you know kind of draining yeah so if your celeb is someone that you know that like we love and is interesting and we want to talk to them and, and they are looking to on a podcast like feel free to recommend your girly yeah if Kiki Palmer's assistant is out there holler at your girl yes exactly so we've got a great show. Not much to catch up on. How are you? How are things? How is rolled, most importantly? Things are really good. Um, not much to share. I've been going to sleep really early. So like not, I didn't start my movie watching, though I thought about it, but yeah. I knew I'd be up too late and I've just been really tired. So I'm going to wait like maybe till the weekend, but I am going to be doing my movie extravaganza. Also, I want to remind everyone that the new episode of The Redheads drops next week. We haven't recorded it. I haven't even started the book. The book has, is a Jackie's choice. It's the the many lives of Marjorie Post, some shit like that. And the reviews from the redheads who are already reading it, the fans, they're loving it. They said it's like the Jackie's choice of all time. They're learning so much. It's one of these books that like you're on Google half the time. And the, magnif- the magnificent lives of Marjorie Post. And I think it's a great time to become a redhead. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And if you read the book now, then you can get in some questions and we'll answer them on the show. It's just a great community. 
I love that. I'm so glad that it's been a while since I reminded you guys. And since it's January, people have their resolutions. Like if you wanted to read more books, but like you haven't read one yet, like make it this one. Why not? Why not you? And why not now? By the way, let's do like a little circle back on our resolutions. What were our resolutions and are we keeping up with them? I'm definitely not keeping up with my dressing like a whore. I am clearly wearing sweatshirt and sweatpants today. And even when I go out, I'm not even looking remotely hoary. So I need to, I need to work on that. Okay, but you're still saying yes. I'm still saying yes. And I do feel like I've stopped a lot of my negative self-talk. I'm trying to. Yeah. Like, I, it's in my brain as actively trying to stop. But you know what? Sometimes it's funny. Yeah. I didn't have that many resolutions. I think one was just to not consume content that is not good for my mental health. Mm-hmm. So it's either content upper or something that I'm learning something from. Educational. Something educational. So even though Dope Sick wasn't a content upper, I learned so much. Yeah. That's good. Agreed. Um, and I, I've stuck to that, really. I haven't watched a piece of crap. Good. Okay. So we're all keeping up on our resolutions. This is your, you know, one month in reminder. You got to keep them up all year, guys. Not just the first but- week. I feel like when I start watching these Oscar movies, it's going to conflict with my resolution because it's going to be crap. Yeah. And then it's like, do I turn it off in the middle? Like, what if I had to pay money to rent it? Yeah, no, that's the thing with like popular, not popular, but like critically acclaimed movies and TV shows. Like they have to make you depressed in order to be critically acclaimed. It's so dumb. Yeah. Like you didn't see The Greatest Showman getting the shine it deserved. Right. Why? Because like we weren't miserable after. I think that's why though Ted Lasso was such like a cultural phenomenon because like it was getting that critical acclaim but the whole point of the show was to spread joy and it's all about like kindness and, and it's nice. Yeah. So that was good. We didn't do season. That's been a really long time. It's coming soon. I saw, I've been seeing some stuff online. Like I don't, we don't have a date yet but like they're starting to roll out. It's, the, it's too long. It's a year. I feel like it's more. Okay. That's just how I feel. Well, you're entitled to your feelings. Because I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, a year ago at the last Golden Globes was when Jason Sudeikis won. And the season had come out before that. Yeah. So it's been more than a year. Okay. Just. Now you know that. I'm just a stickler for data. Ain't that the truth? Who isn't though? No one. No one. No one I want to know. So I think without further ado, let's not, you know, beat around the bush, if you will. Let's dive in. Okay, without further ado, do, 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 here are the past five stories that you, yeah, you, you, who, who, need to know. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Tommy John. Is it weird to give underwear for a gift on Valentine's Day? No, but it is weird to give bad or ugly underwear on Valentine's Day. So pamper your partner's posterior with Tommy John. When you and your favorite person are wearing Tommy John, you're that much more comfortable so you can do everything better. Tommy John's incredibly soft, breathable underwear can play make a playful Valentine's Day gift for pajamas, limited editions. 90% of men and women love Valentine's Day gifts from Tommy John. Thanks to dozens of comfort innovators like soft tri-blends and micromodal fabrics with four-way stretch, Tommy John helps you feel the love all year long. I have like a pair of Tommy John pajamas that have just changed my life. Like I've had them for a few months now. They're super cute. They're blue, long sleeve pants, but the comfort level is next level. And I try to stay away from long sleeves sometimes because I get really hot in my sleep, but the fabric is so thin, but so soft. I find myself reaching for these pajamas more than my short sleeve or my shorts ones. Like it's really a premium product because with me and pajamas, the cream rises. Like I'll know which ones I like the best because I'm wearing them day after day, night after night. Tommy John is really good. Also, just perfect time of year. Valentine's Day is coming up. Um, I love to 
gift Ben like sexy little intimate things you know like maybe I'll buy myself something but like it's for Ben because it's Valentine's Day you know what I mean because it's like you get to sleep next to this goddess and Tommy John yeah Tommy John doesn't doesn't just have customers they have fanatics with over 20 million pairs sold it's easy to see why get 20% off your first purchase at tommyjohn.com slash toast right now for Valentine's Day that's tommyjohn.com slash toast for 20% off tommyjohn.com slash toast see site for details today's episode is also brought to you by perfect bar if you're looking for a protein bar that actually that actually tastes good well look no further than the perfect bar With their lineup of fresh-from-the-fridge protein bars, Perfect Bar is exactly what you've been looking for. No chalky, artificial aftertaste here. If you're looking for a nutritious and delicious snack, look no further. Whether your New Year's resolution was to, you know, start snacking better, or you're just hungry and looking for a good snack, protein the Perfect Bar protein bars are for you. They're made with freshly ground nut butter, organic honey, and 20 organic superfoods. They have a variety of products like protein bars and little snack size bars that are so good and good for you. A personal favorite of mine is the dark chocolate chip peanut butter. It has a little sea salt on it, which is really chef's kiss. I love that you keep them in the fridge. That's how you know the ingredients are like really fresh, not super processed. Fresh to death. Fresh to death. It just like kind of makes a lot of sense when you think about it. And then you look at other protein bars that are not and you're like, ew. Um, so the little snack sizes they have too are fabulous for like a long day travel take it from the fridge throw it in your purse it stays good all day and you are going to feel full those little um, snack sizes have six grams of proteins and and 150 calories so a little goes a long way Yes. The Perfect Bar knows that it'll be love at first bite. So for a limited time, they're offering you a chance to try their refrigerated protein bars for free. Here's how it works. Sign up for email or text or upload a pi- and upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store, and they will reimburse you for the cost of one bar. It'll go directly into your Venmo or your PayPal, which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. All you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com slash toast. Get that free Perfect Bar today. Perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get a free bar today. Thank you, McClard. You're welcome. Our first story is some really surprising baby news. Paris Hilton is a mom. She reveals that she and her husband, Carter Room, have welcomed a baby boy. The businesswoman and media personality, Paris Hilton, and her husband recently welcomed their first baby together, a son via surrogate, People Magazine can confirm. Uh, Paris told People exclusively, quote, it's always been my dream to be a mother, and I'm so happy that Carter and I found each other. We are so excited to start our family together, and our hearts are exploding with love for our baby boy. She shared the news on Instagram, a photo of her (coughs) gripping the baby's hand, and she wrote, you are already loved beyond words. I feel like everyone in America is so happy for Paris Hilton right now. Like it's because I feel like in, in, a, in a way, like especially our generation, we feel like we grew up with her and we saw her like through hard times and good times. And then with her documentary and we just like have learned a lot about her in recent years on a personal level. Um, we know how much she went through and how much she really wanted to be a mom. Like in her documentary when she was playing with her nieces and nephews and she was just talking about how like this is like all she wants, which was surprising. I wouldn't have thought that. I was so happy to see this. And it reminds me how like a little while ago there was a story going around that she was pregnant. Yeah, well, like there was a story going around that she was pregnant, but also that she had started like IVF, yeah. which was true. And uh, because they did IVF to like get the eggs and the embryos to because she the baby came via surrogate. Um, but Kathy Hilton had said like a few months ago, I think she like misspoke that 
Paris was starting like treatment, like IVF stuff in the new year or something like that. And Paris was like, no, I'm not. But I think both of them were telling, telling the, truth the truth because Paris wasn't starting it, but it had been started because For her the surrogate, surrogate was pregnant. Yeah. yeah. So it's just interesting now to look back on that. Like that was true. I love that she still, like we all believed her and no, there was really no speculation. And she probably, like she probably got to go through this process, like really secretly and privately. And that's probably really nice. Um, and I'm just so happy. Like, I can't wait to see Paris as a mom. She's not going to be like other moms. No, she won't be, but I'm really excited to see her as a mom too. And I'm so happy for her, especially like when it's something that you've wanted for so long. Yeah, and I feel like she tried to find love so many times. She was like a hopeless romantic mm-hmm. with like being engaged and and she really it really is like a fairy tale ending this whole thing. She got herself a business bamboo Carter and it's great. Yeah, business bamboo. And that's what it always works out with a business bamboo. It does. Good things come from a business bamboo. Good things come to those who business. And now she had a boy which is surprising. Oh, did she? So, yeah, she had a boy. Oh, I don't know. She's just like so girly. Um, I guess you could say the same for me. I wonder what she's gonna what she named him. I'm also curious because I do believe when you do IVF surrogate, you can choose the gender. You can choose, but you don't have to. Right. So either she let like the fates handle it, or she chose a boy, which I couldn't see. You're right. She's so girly. Maybe Carter really wanted a boy. I feel like she let the fates handle it. I don't know why I feel that way. I just do. No, she's like a spiritual girly. Eleven, eleven, make a wish. Right, right. So, like, let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, but I still, like, I'm so looking forward to, like, the content and the outfits. She's going to be hilarious. And she's, I'm I'm really so happy for her. And I feel like everyone is. Yeah. What do you think the name is going to be? Like, what's the vibe? Do you think she's going to go traditional? <sighs> I, I think I could it's def- going to be, like, a, a really celebrity kind of name. I could see her, like, giving a name that's also the name of a town. Like, Paris, you know? Yes, like I was thinking that, too. Like York, I don't know. Like like Denver. Okay, that's like kind of cool. But like Paris is like global and international. Austin. So like, oh, but you're thinking America. Like let's think big. Globally. Okay, you know what's, do you ever watch the show Money Heist? No. All of, they're like robbing a bank, whatever. And all of the robbers, they have nickname. they like call each other names. And they're all named after cities. Okay. So like there's Tokyo. And like you really start to see these names as people. People. So there's Moscow. Mm. Who else? Rio. Rio's cute. Rio is cute. I don't know. I'm so curious. Or it'll be like something so Paris, like Twinkle. I don't know. Or it'll be like Max. Ben. Maximilian. Maximilian Hilton Rium. I like it. I like it too. Maximilian. Maximilian. And every time you say it, you have to do jazz hands. Maximilian. That's I'm my so official prediction. Official uh, prediction. Not to make everything about me, I think like a lot of people when they saw this news were curious, like did Claudia know she and Paris are so close? Right. I did not. You didn't know. And you Maybe didn't have we're a, not as close as I thought. Maybe, but I feel like she didn't even tell her, like the closest people to her like you. No, she, I really feel like she kept it very tight-lipped. I saw her literally two weeks ago and you never would have known. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm so happy for her. I wonder when the baby was born. Could have been a month ago. Yeah. So true. You know? Yeah. So congratulations, baby Max. Welcome to the world. So cute. So cute. Okay, are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Some great news. Some sports news. Oh. What did you think it was going to be? Luke Combs performing at the Grammys. 
No, the same but different. Chris okay. Stapleton will be singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Oh, that's good. I didn't even yep. see that. Yep, I know. Zach sent it to me, and otherwise I would not have seen it. Not Chris Stapleton not getting the respect he deserves. But he will when he, he sings his song. People are going to be shook. You know, everyone who thinks they know shit about fuck when it comes to country, like, oh, it's just a bunch of people drinking about beer. Like, you are going to plots when you hear the vocal range of this man. And you know what? I can't even picture him singing the national anthem because it's such like a ballady. I'm so, I've, I'm so looking forward to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I look like I'm about to sing the national anthem today. You do. Maybe I should be singing it. I love this choice. I love this choice. I love this choice. And in recent years, it's been a country star who's been singing the national anthem. Like last year, it was Mickey Guyton. Uh-huh. I don't know who, remember who it was the year before that. The year we went to the Super Bowl, it was Pink. And it was so beautiful. And Pink has not done a halftime show, correct? Not yet. That's a big mistake, comma, huge. Yeah, but it's good to have people who are, would be eligible you know what I mean like we always use a pull from that list there's not that many people no it's true like the evergreen list of people who haven't done it but could pink Kelly Clarkson Rihanna was on that list for a while Taylor Swift um Carrie Underwood Carrie Underwood Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but who's like an Apple music person because that's who's the sponsor now Mm. I feel like they're all Apple music-y yeah Whatever. I'm like so thrilled with this choice. I can't believe I didn't even see it posted anywhere, like any outlets talking about this. This is awesome. I love this choice. Yes. Also, Babyface will be performing America the Beautiful. Gorgeous song. Beautiful song. And when I think of Babyface, what do you think of? David and Yolanda? Yes. (laughs) Literally, like, because I was, I think I was like a little too young to be familiar with the music of Babyface, but thanks to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills when David and Yolanda threw like this really show-offy, gaudy dinner party and had Babyface sit down at the piano and play his tune for everyone, now I'm extremely familiar with his work. Yes, and then Cheryl Lee Ralph from Abbott Elementary will be performing the hymn, Lift Every Voice and Sing. Oh, you know, she has a nice voice. I don't know if you remember when she won an Emmy or something last year, she sang for her speech and it was like really powerful. Does she sing in the show? I only watched the first season, but no. It doesn't seem like a show, like a singing it sounds, show. It seems like she's like a really talented person. Like she's known for acting, but she's also like kind of like, like Cynthia, Chrissy Metz. Like Cynthia Revo, like an unbelievable actress who also has like the voice of a generation. Chrissy Metz, yes. Yeah. Claudia Ashray. Jackie Ashray. Sure. Jackie. Sure. I know my voice is getting Jackie. worse and worse. Sure. sure. No, I know. It's really unfortunate. It is, but it gives you such like a, like a uniqueness to your character. Like obviously I think when you become a mom, you start singing more than ever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, would it be nice for Harry to have somebody who could carry a tune? Sure. But that's why he has me. And for you, like it's just, it's so uniquely you. Like Harry will get older and be like, yeah, I know that bitch's voice anywhere. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. So that's exciting. The entertainment lineup is stacked. And I, you know that like this weekend are the championship games for the AFC and the NFC. So it's down to four teams. Yeah, whoever wins these games this weekend goes, I'm telling you, I would be so sad if the 49ers don't win. Like obviously I think the 49ers will be sad, but like I will be sad too. So as you know, because you're probably going to Philly, like the Eagles are playing the 49ers and then the Chiefs of Kansas City are playing the Bengals. Right, and that game's really interesting because it's like QB versus QB. Like the Bengals QB is that guy Joe Burrow who is so 
fucking hot. Like you never saw a man so handsome in your goddamn life. And then it's the Mahomes of it all. Jackson, Brittany, like, of course we know. Yeah. We know. Um, and it's like, it's going to win. Like, I think the chiefs, I think the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, they're really strong, but the Bengals were in the Super Bowl last year. So like they're oh. really strong too. I, I personally am rooting for the Bengals because I really like that guy, Joe Burrow. Like I, I like what he's got going on when it comes to his face and his body. And I think it's, it's really good, powerful stuff. Well, if Kansas City wins and then of course the 49ers will win. Actually, don't let me say that because I am a jinx. Yeah, I am you are. Bad. I'm a curse. You know, by the way, favorite sports team. They've kind of like coasted a little bit with the teams they play. Like the Eagles are extremely good. Like extremely. Okay. But if if it's the 49ers versus the Chiefs, like we had that Super Bowl a few years ago. So it's a rematch. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? It wasn't the 49ers time as we predicted many years ago. We knew it. But I feel as though now Is more than right? ever... It's their time. I agree. And I just have to say, like, if it winds up being Eagles versus the Bengals, like, I'm not even watching. Oh, I don't know either of them. I'm, like, I'm having an early night. No, but, like, Joe Burrow, like, I would I would tune in, especially for the entertainment, now that I know Chris Stapleton, oh, right, Rihanna. Right, right, right. I'll be there. Commercials. I'll be there through till halftime. Yeah. It's always also fun to see what celebrities go. I mean, last year when it was in L.A., it was star-studded. This is in Arizona, which is still, like, a pretty cool destination, I think. Yeah. So, um... If the 49ers are in the Super Bowl, like, I am going to try and go. And I love, love Arizona. And so does Ben because it's like a golfer's paradise. But I, I don't know why I didn't do a st stop there this year. It was just kind of, it's like kind of remote. Like, it's so far and there's really not a bunch of tour spaces around it for me. Um, but I did like six shows in Tucson, Phoenix, Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Oh my God. I went back like two, three times on the GJT. It, it's one of the best cities. Like it's so fun. Yeah. So that's cool if you go. Yeah. I really like, I'm hoping the 49ers win obviously. Cause you know, I want the players and their family to achieve, you know, a Super Bowl. But personally, like I want to go because I want them to win. Cause I want to go. You want them to win. Cause you want to go. Yeah. Like yeah. for me. Confirmed. Agreed. So a little sports talk. Uh, uh, yeah, see you at the big game. See you at the big game this weekend, guys. Oh, oh. Next story, a little Nepo baby news. Oh Kaya Gerber is on the cover of Elle magazine, and she's doing a wide-ranging interview, though her quotes about being a Nepo baby are the ones that are getting the most play. Um, and when read out of context, you know, they are a little out of touch, but I did myself a favor and I read the whole interview. Good I wanted, for you. I wanted to get a better sense of the girl. Yeah. And, you know, she's really, like, she has a really good head on her shoulders. Okay. And I felt like in, re like, the Nepo stuff was at the bottom, and by the time I got there, like, I had a, a pretty high good opinion idea. of her yeah. high opinion of her. So I wasn't coming at it from, like, a this wench POV. Right. This spoiled brat. But, she, you know, here's the quote. She said, uh, the interviewer asked, in modeling and also in the celebrity world in general, there's a lot of conversation lately about people having an easier time getting into the industry because of a family member. Do people sometimes make, make assumptions about how you got here? Also, it's important to note, we know Kaya Gerber as a model, but she has two acting projects coming out. She's now, like, doing um, some acting. Oh. She said- And her mom, for those who don't know, is Cindy oh. Crawford- and her dad is Randy Gerber, uh, one of the founders of Casamigos Tequila. Very, very successful, well-connected businessman. Yeah, they are like... She's like the actual definition 
of a nepo baby. Like if you right. if you looked it up in a dictionary, it would be her face more so I think than anyone. Because also like her talent in modeling like is a result of nepotism because it's like of her she genes. got it from her mom. Her parents. It's yeah. it's genetic. Yeah. She said, I won't deny the privilege that I have, even if it's just the fact that I have a really great source of information and someone to give me great advice. That alone, I feel very fortunate for. That's it. I think that's a strong point. That is a privilege to have like a, like, by the way, people that you can go to and ask for sure. But that's like one of like, that's like number 20. (laughs) And that's like the least in like, relevant one like the yes, knowledge yes. didn't help you book the but gigs was, your name was, did for sure I thought that was a good spin on it though you know what I Wait. think that there's really no way a Nepo baby can be asked about being a Nepo baby without us all collectively rolling our eyes and for the most part like this isn't the worst one that I've seen wait there's I, more there's more oh she said my mom always joked quote if I could call and book a Chanel campaign it would be for me and not for you but I also have met with amazing people through my mom whom I now get to work with she said with acting so she's it's, she's like acknowledging the modeling privilege she said with acting it's so different no artist is going to sacrifice their vision for someone's kid that just isn't how art is made and what I'm interested in is art also no one wants to work with someone who's annoying and not easy to work with and not kind yes nepotism is prevalent but I think if it was actually what people make it out to be we'd see even more of it I think that last line is what's rubbing people the wrong way because like how could we see more nepotism every single Star no, and, and has it's a so tie. important. Unless they were like discovered at the mall. It's so like, important that we're ta- that we remember we're talking about acting, which is really not like the most difficult thing to master. Like it's not like a rocket scientist son wants to you know get on board the rocket and he doesn't know. Like it's not hard to pick up acting. I feel as though normal people act in their everyday lives. You know, I'm acting like I'm having fun at this party. I say hi to the door. How how are you? And it's like you're acting. It's your outside face. Like acting is not so serious. I think a lot of people when they talk about art, like they get so in their own like bullshit. They like start believing. It's like well you know, you need to have the talent for sure. But like, it's not juggling, it's acting. Yeah. It's really not that hard. Plus I think with um, a lot of movies, directors, whatever, like there's two pieces to it. There's the art and then there's also like the commercial success and casting someone who is going to like, you know, a, who has a name already and a famous last name is definitely going to bring more commercial success and interest than a nobody. She didn't say anything that bad. I just think there's really never going to be like amazing reception to a Nepo baby speaking on Nepo babies. I will say though, Andy Cohen asked Allison Williams, who's doing like a ton of press right now because of that movie, Megan. That movie looks good. It looks like this book we read for the redheads, Clara and the Sun. It looks funny. Um, And he just asked her point blank. And I will say it was probably the best answer I've seen because she is so quintessential. Like woke up one day, Brian Williams' daughter got on the biggest TV show at the time without ever having Filled acted with in other her life. Nepo babies. All of them were Nepo babies. And she was like, no, like it's so real. Like I literally decided to do this. I did it very quickly. She's, she made the analogy like a baseball. Like she was like, I started my career on third base. Yeah. And it, and you know what? It's amazing. And I'm very grateful. And I still, and it doesn't take away from the fact that I work really hard and she does. She's like very talented. Um, but two things can be true at the same time. That was probably the best and most honest Just like, and real, like, just calm down. It's not that serious. Like, she was very casual about it. And it was a very good response. Yeah, that is good. Also, like, I think what Kai is saying about, like, you know, acting, same can be said for modeling. Like, a fashion designer, that's their art. They're not just going to put, like, some kid in it 
No, and there's more to acting. I mean, there's more to modeling than just standing there. Like, it's actually low-key hard to be a model. Yeah. Like, posing and shit, walking. But overall... I thought she gave a pretty good interview. The pictures are gorgeous, and so is she. It's crazy that she's only 21. I know, and I feel like she's been around forever. And she's I know, like, it's like she hasn't even started. I know, and I feel like she rose to fame, like, really quietly. She doesn't, she's not thirsty. She doesn't do a lot of press. She's had, like, some really cool celebrity relationships. But, like, very quickly, she just went from being, like, Cindy Crawford's pretty daughter to being, like, a face of Chanel and, like, walking in the most premium Milan Paris Fashion Week. And she did it all, like, qu- quietly. Yeah, yeah. Also, something else that bothered me is, so so she's on the cover of Elle and like the subheader is like, Kaya Gerber has main character energy. And I just feel like that's so cringe. It's cringe when like Elle, which is supposed to be this like pinnacle of fashion and journalism and literacy is using dumb quotes from TikTok. That's like an attempt to be relevant. That's not like a hot take. Like Kaya Gerber has main, like nobody thought she was the supporting character. Wait, so they think that Kaya Gerber, daughter of, the world's most famous model and a multi multi-millionaire girlfriend of who's, Elvis who's absolutely gorgeous and perfect looking and slim and radiant they think she has main character energy I don't know if I see that <laughs> I don't know if I agree duh fucking morons <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up because that's fucking dumb yeah, and now it's like on the cover forever. And like it lives in perpetuity. Yeah, like there's this coffee table book of like Vogue covers. And this one will be on it. And it's like if there was a book of L ones, like you'd be in 50 years looking back being like, she has main character no, energy. No, in 50 years they would look back on us and be like, they were not okay in 2023. Well, they will be saying that regardless. So you know what? It's a sign of the times. Lean in. Lean in. Leave enough of a trail for future generations to know, to know that it was not okay. It's a cry for help. Yeah, it is. We are not okay. Are you ready for our next story? If it's the next story that's brought to you by Manscaped. Breaking news. Alert. Alert. Our friends at Manscaped are now selling beard products just in time for Valentine's Day. That's right. The leader in men's below the waist grooming are once again revolutionizing the men's hygiene game with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. No one likes a weird beard, so say goodbye to all your stubble trouble and tame his mane this Valentine's Day. And of course, save 20% off and free shipping by going to manscaped.com and using code TOAST. So the Beard Hedger Pro Kit is the ultimate Valentine's Day gift because you will be happy with it too. The electric beard hair trimmer, which is the Beard Hedger, is a premium beard sculpting machine. It's a cordless trimmer. It has a rotary rotary. Oh my God, rotary wheel with 20 haircut cutting lengths, all with one guard. So there's no more messy draw full of extra dumb things you have to clip onto the razor. Those things drive me nuts. Plus it's waterproof. You could shave in the shower and avoid all the hair around your sink. Okay. It just gets better and better. They also have um, in the kit, a four, a four dermatologist tested formulations for his post-trim hygiene. There's a beard shampoo and conditioner, a beard oil, and a beard balm. It comes with three gifts, so also a beard brush, a comb, and scissors to ensure that you have all the tools that your man needs for the perfect beard. You're going to love it. So is he, but most importantly, you. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use code TOAST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code TOAST. The Manscaped Beard Hedger, one stroke, one guard, 20 lengths, code TOAST. Um, That is actually like one of the best Valentine's Day gifts you could get for your man because it, it really, it will make your life easier. Like it being waterproof, like let's not. Yeah, this episode is filled with Valentine's Day gifts ideas. Yeah, and we were just getting asked that on the Patreon if we had any good Valentine's Day gifts ideas. We said Manscaped. We literally we said Manscaped. 
And Tommy John. After giving a very philosophical answer about how gifts don't matter. Yeah, but they do. Yeah, yeah, they do. And it's like an easy way to get a gift for your man and it's for you. And like, it looks like you really care. Like you really tried. Yeah. Also, I wanted to back up to one more thing from the interview because apparently Kaya Gerber like had a virtual book club at one point. Oh. And then the interviewer was saying how like apparently there's a celebrity book stylist who will choose books for celebrities to like walk around holding to make them look impressive. Like whatever vibe they want to put forth. They like haven't read the book. They can read the book if they what? want. But like it like curates what it, what kind of book should be in like their Instagram photo. Yeah. Like, what are we sh- wanting to show people that we're reading? How fucking crazy is that? That's diabolical. Just read. Yeah. I'm shook to the motherfucking core by that information. I thought that was a really fun fact. Extreme. Ky- Kaya was shook by that too because she does read a lot. She, I, I feel like she would. Like I get the vibe from her, but maybe it's just because she's been styled to make no, me think she, that. No, she was shook to hear this information. I mean, that's literally, that's so fucking fraudulent. It's next level. Like, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Our next story, Madonna biopic starring Julia Garner has been scrapped as Madonna embarks on her world tour. The anticipated biopic of music legend Madonna is taking indefinite holiday. The project, which the icon was going to direct herself, is no longer in development at Universal Pictures. Multiple sources told Variety. Speculation over the fate of the movie began instantly after Madonna announced a career-spanning world tour last week. Insiders familiar with Madonna said her sole focus is the tour, but she remains committed to making a film about her life one day. Um, So Madonna had said about writing this movie that like, you know, a lot of movies have been written about her, but none of them have been good because they've all been written by men or directed Mm -hmm. by men. And so like now she was going to take on the job of like, producing directing this movie but now that she's going on world tour she can't Julia Garner was slated to star in the role after what has been hailed as like Madonna boot camp like apparently the the audition process was extremely grueling singing dancing choreography Julia Garner you know she got the job a million girls would kill for and now it's not a job anymore there's also like whispers so I guess a few like Madonna recently signed a big contract with Warner Music Group Okay. So maybe when the project is ready to happen, it will be with Warner Brothers yeah. Studios. Well, I mean, I think from a business perspective, she's going to generate way more revenue doing a tour than she would a movie. Of course, a tour is so much more work. Um, but if she's going to spend the next year working on a project, it'll be one that'll make her a couple hundred million dollars as opposed to a movie that honestly sounds like it's like not like she's directing her own movie. Like it sounds low budget. Like, yeah, it does. It, it sounds and, like it's not going to be good. Like, I think that she should be a liaison to the movie. You know, the way that the press yeah. were to Elvis. You know, the way that Pamela Anderson was not to Pam right. and Tommy. And it, right. like, I don't know if you've been seeing a lot of the press that she's been doing. I mean, she has a documentary out now, but like, it's traumatizing for her. Yeah, yeah. So I think Madonna it. should be involved. But also, I kind of feel like if they tell the story in the way that we see it, she had this huge career and now she's had a couple years of floundering. But she's about to go on a world tour. Like maybe this is the end of the movie where it's like, Mm. you know, how amazing this tour was and it could bring back her career and like make all this money. And, you know, it's it would be a very happy ending to the movie. Whereas if the movie ended right now. Jackie, I don't think Madonna sees the last few years how we see them. I don't think it's it's intentional. I'm just saying I think it will make a better movie story. Yeah, I guess. How do you really? um, I guess we'd have to look at the Elton John. Like, how do you end a movie 
about someone who's still alive, you know? Yeah, it's just like they found happiness with Elton John. Like he got sober. Yeah. He's married. He and found he's like peace. A, right. And he's like officially like, you know, cemented in the music hall of fame. Yeah. Like legends. So is so, Madonna, I guess. I feel like they can't see it yet, but zooming out like yeah. this period of last 10 years, maybe it's just like a little bit of what's next. And then this world tour, she's back. Tickets sold out in minutes. You right. Know, she's top right. of her game. It reminds me of... um hacks you know with yes, the comedy yes. special I mean I like I'm glad she's involved but like movies need directors and directing is actually not something you could just decide to do one day like acting sorry I said it uh directing like I feel like you need to know a lot about like cinematography and just like the film industry so like a film that you know has a big major star like Julia Gardner being directed by like a first time director. I don't know. It sounds like it wouldn't have even been good. This is probably for the best. No, I think there were other people working on the project. Like Diablo Cody took a stab at an earlier version of the script. Um, no, Aaron. I'm saying for a direct, like a film needs a director. Yeah. Can it have more than one director though? Like I feel like she'd be a director. No, that's what they say producer. That's true. Everyone who like sets foot on a set and has like a little bit of money is called a producer. Yeah. If yeah. you're like a little bit more involved, you're an executive producer, but a director is a director. Like it's the films. Yeah. They're the one who picks up the award when it wins. Right. And makes a speech. Maybe there can be two. Sure. Like the Coen brothers. I feel like they're a directing duo. Okay. Yeah. But it sounds like it was just Madonna. And honestly, yeah, like there's you, you no can't other just decide to direct. Names. You can't just decide to direct. But maybe she has a history of direction. Of like music videos. Maybe she has Madonna directed before. I'm sure she's directed some of her music videos. Like that's what a lot of major stars start to do. Like Taylor Swift. Yeah. And then they become directors. Yeah. Has Madonna directed a movie? Nothing of note. Okay. So like I said. Well, are you ready for our fifth and final story? It's a little more content news. That is Julia Garner adjacent. Hmm. Ex-convict Anna Sorkin will film a reality series called Delvey's Dinner Club during her house arrest. She's also throwing a birthday party. I saw a bunch of influencers talking about it in one of my group chats. Inventing Anna was just the start. Anna Delvey Sorkin has landed her own unscripted series, Delvey's Dinner Club, set to be filmed inside her New York City East Village apartment where she's currently serving house arrest. The series comes from Courtney White and Butternut. Uh, Sarkin, who was released from ICE in October 2022, wants to tell her story. Girlie, I think it's Sorokin. Okay. Wants to tell her story in the new show. She'll do it through what's already been become one of the hottest tables in town. Invitation only intimate dinners at her home, per the press release. There, a Delvey invited group of actors, musicians, founders, socialites, journalists, and other esteemed guests will join her each week around a private chef catered table replete with candid conversations where no topic is off limits. Including it's literally Anna's her club. It's literally her club. I feel like based on the description of the people attending, like you could get an invite if you try. I was Jackie. I was literally thinking the but same thing. But honestly, I find this news to be like really fucked. Dumb. No, fucked. Like this woman is like not a good person. Like right. already we've like glamorized her story. Now she's like getting a platform to like, I don't do what now? Like what, what about her makes people think she has something to say that like we want to hear? Like she's a crook. No, it's so true. Like the way we have, the way we're so obsessed with like certain stories to the point where we glamorize them 
to the level where we do, we literally forget common sense. Like this is a con woman who stole money, and I know nobody cares because she stole from banks, but she like ruined several people's she stole lives. From her friends too. Yeah, she's a con woman, and it's like it's not funny to like glamorize it. Even though if I was invited, I totally would go. I know, but like just for the toast. I have no interest in watching this personally. Of course not. This sounds like one of those shows that like, gets a pilot. They announce TV shows all the time that absolutely never come to fruition, and I feel like this might be one of them. Really? It's in like variety. That happens six. all the time. That's true. Like if it's like not dead, good. Variety Hollywood Reporter, they write like just industry news when like a, a network will pick up a pilot or something. But that doesn't mean that the show is ever going to be made for the for the masses. Yeah, that's true. I could see this being like a Vice web series. I just think it's so weird. Like what we prioritize. Obsess like, over. Obsess over and platform. And it's like... This is not a good person. This is not my And plate. it's not like she was agree. famous before. Mm-hmm. Like she's famous for being a con woman. Criminal. Like I don't think that people need to be like hearing from her. Zero and inspired, lies were told. And inspired by her. And like, mm. you know, when you're someone with, with your own TV show, Dally's Dinner Party, like that's like, you know, you look at someone like that, like a role model, like. Having interesting conversations. Yeah, of course. Like that concept of like supper club, we're going to have interesting disruptors right. come for dinner. It's first of all, not an original idea. And second of all, she's not a disruptor. She's a criminal. Yeah. And also a bunch of like hoity-toity people sitting around the table like talking, having interesting conversations. Out of touch. Sounds fucking dreadful. No, it's also so out of touch. Like we are in economic turmoil. People are losing their jobs. Right, with a private chef in house arrest. Like, I'm sorry. Like, this is a bad idea. Like, where are all the people people who are upset about Colleen Hoover's coloring book? Right. To like apply their lens. Logic. To something like this. Like, what the fuck? So true. No, it's so fucking weird. Those are my um, thoughts. Those are pretty good thoughts. I agree. That's our show. What about? Oh my God, I forgot. It's Wednesday. Dear Toasters. But it's okay. We'll do it tomorrow. Yeah. Oh my God. To I totally them. fucked up because I have to select them and I don't have the email on my new iPad. The iPad threw me through a loop. I'm so sorry, you guys. I will choose them right after this and I'll make them really good. And you know what? Maybe if you were wanting to write in, this is your sign. We yeah. didn't read it today, but we are tomorrow. But if you submit now, you'll be at the top of the inbox. You'll be at the top of the inbox. Submit now, deartoasters at gmail.com, our weekly advice segment that we usually do on Wednesdays. But I had a major brain fart today. I'm so sorry. We'll do it tomorrow. Now's the time, deartoasters at gmail.com. I'm so sorry, Jacqui. That's okay. She's human. She's human. I know it seems like she's not because she's literally perfect, slays everything she does, but she is. She's only human. And I do. I bleed when I fall down. Thanks, I guess. That's it, right? I'm so sorry. That's okay. Yeah, that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an incredible and wickedly talented Wednesday. Don't forget to hum someone you love, and we'll see you tomorrow. Love ya. Bye.